This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Charge you to see reasons why we must celebrate God as our lover, our king, and the one who actually loves us when we careless about him. And I'm also coming to draw a secret of greatness that established men with God. Today is not a day of long sermon. I just want to stir up somebody to stand in a place where God can easily connect him. But I'd like to start by teaching you a song. Today I'd like you to please Permit me to take you away from the common Queen English you are used to. Because I know it costs many of us money to learn the good English you're speaking. But you know what? A woman from Ogoja, you know where Ogoja is in Nigeria? She does not go to school. But somehow, she looked back to several things God has done in her life. And in the midst of brethren who speak good English, she wanted to sing to God and express her heart. And she came out and she said, please, I don't know how to sing the way all of you have been singing. But I'd like you to please sing in my own way. And she came with the speaking. So i like the choir to follow me. It's possible you might have heard it, but I'd like to sing it the way she sang it. So it's not the correct one, so just listen to me very well. Tell her, thank you, tell her. Tell Papa God, thank you. Tell her, thank you, tell her. Tell Papa God, thank you. Waiting he do for me. I go tell her, thank you. Waiting he do for me. I go tell her, thank you. Tell her, thank you. Tell Tell Papa God. Tell. Did you get that song? Can we rise on our feet to sing it? I feel that some of us also are in a position to say, Lord, just join me to tell him, thank you. So, choir, I know you will do a good job for me. One to go. Tell and thank you. Tell Tell Papa God thank you. Tell and tell and tell and thank you. Tell and tell and tell Papa God What did he do? What did he do? For me, for me, oh, I go tell and thank you. What did he do? For me. For me, oh, I go tell and thank you. Tell and thank you. Tell and tell thank you. Tell and tell
also whisper something to the hair of your maker and say, Lord, thank you for all you've been doing for me. Lord, I appreciate you. I love you. Lord, you're the best thing I ever have. I'm proud of you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for understanding me when everybody finds it difficult to listen to me. Thank you for your tolerance. Thank you, Father, for several times you overlooked my errors and mistakes. Thank you for drawing me so close to your heart. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for attending to my feelings. Thank you for being the Lord over my emotions. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for being in the night with me, in the day with me. There have never been a moment you abandoned me. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, we worship. Precious Father, we want to thank you this morning. What a great God you are the son of righteousness risen with healing in his wings the fourth man in the fairy furnace our evangelist pleading for revival our justifier our helper our counselor our friend our teacher our pastor our physician our lord we worship you this morning daddy will receive the month of april with thanksgiving Accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Before you will have come, Lord, we ask that one more time you speak to our hearts. You address our issues. You will keep us perpetually in your love and we will not derail from there. Lord, this few minutes, bless it and let your word nourish us. In Jesus' name we pray. Let somebody shout a big amen. Hallelujah. I'd like to celebrate my pastor and the team of the ministers for the privilege to stand here again to bring the word. I'd like you to open your Bible with me to John chapter 12. Like I said, I'm not preaching a long time since we still have a season and session to worship God. Today is a day to really praise the Lord. But I actually have a job to bring you to that place where you're dancing and you're rejoicing, we have a speed. John chapter 12. I like to read a few verses. John, the gospel according to John chapter 12. I read from verse 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and matter served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. 
and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This is said not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had a bag and bear what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my bearing as she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. I realize that the greatest enemy of your destiny is death. Every man that comes to this world and that grows up in life suddenly realizes that there is a need to dream about a great future. Every young man desires to be great in life. So also I believe that Lazarus must have gotten certain dreams of future. This young man might have desired to be a good, educated person, well-learned, exposed and social, connected, and be a solution to the need of man. He must have dreamt in life of becoming an outstanding, successful personality. He must have dreamed of traveling all over the world. He must have dreamt of having a good house, good wife, good children, asset and property. But along the journey of life, death came to rubbish or this great dream of this young man. He came flying through sickness and struck him and make all those great dreams to be shattered. But David says something in 1 Samuel 17, the pastor took us to pray with. When he was given his CV, his testimony to Saul, to find a reason for him fit to fight Goliath. He says, sometimes when I went, when I kept my father's sheep, Lion came, and I run after him. He said, he came and he grabbed one of the sheep. He said, but I ran after him to snatch the sheep from his mouth. The same way David went after the sheep and got it out of the mouth of lions, so also God got Lazarus out of the mouth of death. And he brought him back to life. Now, I'd like you to look, listen to this story. Several years when God brought me to this, he gave me a different picture of our attitude to God when he has done something good to us. Now, Bible says that the whole of chapter 11 of John expressed to us how the other sister and the younger sister of Lazarus sent to Jesus about the sickness of their brother. And it was reported that Jesus came far late. The young man died. Four days after Jesus appeared. And to them, they felt there's nothing the master could do. But he did the miraculous. So chapter 12 started by telling us that Jesus came back to visit the family that he restored their joy. They were once in sorrow. He came to remove sorrow and replace it with joy. But he came on another visit. And if you permit me to tie to the short message I have brought to you this morning. God's return visit. To everyone here, God is returning a visit. Because when he came the first time, he came to deal with your sorrow. He came to deal with your disappointment. 
He came to deal with your fears. He came to deal with your anxiety. He came to deal with your worries. Now he's coming on another visit to the same family that he once visited and he took away their sorrow. I'd like us to look at these three personalities in the family. How each one of them respond to the visit of Jesus. Look at it with me, verse 1 and 2 again. Bible said, then Jesus is days before the Passover came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Now look at verse 2. There they made him a supper. And Martha did what? That's, i like you to, well, Bible didn't tell us who is the oldest among them. Who is the middle? Who is the youngest? But permit me to use the arrangement of this name to establish their age range. Let's assume that Martha was the oldest. So for Martha, she came to Jesus. Oh, for that great thing this one did when he came for the first time to our family. This is the extent to which I can go. So Martha did what? Martha served. But you will note with me, please, media, can you give me the screen? Uh, can you give me that scripture back? That's something I'd like to show you. When I study scripture, I study with punctuation marks, the noun, the phrase, the clause. You will note the Bible said there, they made him a supper. That's a semicolon. And matter served, then you have colon. Now, the word but, at what point do we use the word but when you're making a statement? Eh? When you're expressing a contrast. Is that not? Now, when Bible says Mary, matter served, why the word bought for Lazarus? Huh? So, what did Lazarus do? He did what? He joined the guests that came to honor Jesus. This is the man that actually received the best of the miracle in the first visit. The extent to which he can go is just to sit down with the guests and enjoy the company of Jesus. Permit me in Yoruba land, when somebody see the way Lazarus said, they will say that, Ofi joko yejesusi. That is sad just to honor him with seats. Do you know that when you are running a ceremony, some people come only to add to the number of people to honor your your occasion, so that the place doesn't lose county. Do you know that in the church today, some of us, having look at the great things he has done for us, for our family, for our lives, the best we are offering him is service. Either in the choir, or in the hostry, or in the protocol, or in the prayer. For me, I commended the level at which Martha has gone to serve, but I felt disappointed at Lazarus. All he could do is just to sit down. For that great dream of his life that will have been shattered in death that God restored life back to him so that he can fulfill the dream that could have been shattered by death. This is all Lazarus could give to his maker. Please give me verse 3. I'm drawing somewhere. Excuse me. At what point do we use the word then? Eh? Now I'd like you to look at that arrangement. And matter served. But Lazarus sat down with others at the table. Then, to me, it looks like Mary happens to be the last born. 
As she was seated, looking, I want to see the extent to which my head sister will go in expressing her precision to our maker. I want to see the extent to which my brother, who actually received the greatest miracle, will go. So I haven't seen the extent to which they went. She came to give the best. She must have made up her mind and said, what my sister will give, combined with what my brother will give, I will triple it. I will give more than two of them just to show them that this God who has visited our family and taken our sorrow away deserve more than what he gave them. So, Bible says, damn. It means as if she's waiting. Let me see. I have been in a meeting before where somebody said, please count the total amount people gave. I will double it. That may not necessarily be a pride, but a way to show the great value individual place over certain spiritual things. So for Mary, Mary said, then, Bible says, then, after the brother and the sister have done their own, she came to give her own. Now what she gave is what I want to draw your attention to. She has kept that perfume in the house for a long time. I guess probably she went to store and while she went on shopping, she saw that perfume, the most costly perfume in the store. And she put so much money into it to buy. Probably she bought it for her wedding day. But at this point, when Jesus came visit, she felt that let the wedding have another one. I can't wait for that wedding. Let me give it to the master because he deserves it. I'd like to challenge you this morning. Do you have something that you cherish so much. You keep so much. Jesus deserves it. As object of worship. Anything you magnify. Anything you cherish. And when the moment of worship. Of your maker demand for it. And you can't release it. That thing is already your God. And I do already. But you know one of the things that amazes me about Mary was the fact that she did not just give the most expensive oil or perfume. She went ahead to use her hair to wipe it. Ladies, I like to, well, with my assessment here, it looks as if the percentage of female in the house should be probably 50 or 55 as I'm looking. The hushers can give me a better picture. But everybody will agree with me that ladies does not play with their hair. It's the most cherished thing they ever have. They glory in it. They cherish it. I know how many hours some of you spend in the saloon. Is that not? In December, I was chatting with a young lady. And um, I saw that she made a fresh hair, a new hair. And I was chatting and I said, ah, it looks like you're looking beautiful. I guess you just made this. I said, yeah, pastor, I just made it. I said, how much did you make it? She said, 7,000. Then I asked her the next question. I said, have you ever given Jesus up to 7,000 before? And she suddenly screamed. I said, pastor, it's none of your business. After only anything I give to God, it's between me and God. But I got her. She has never given God anything as much as that. 
But I guess after that moment, she felt God deserves more than what she gives to the saloon. But look at Mary, like any lady in the house. As good as you cherish your hair, she brought her head down to the feet of Jesus. If you study the life of the Palestinians and the Jewish people, their terrain is more dusty because they live in a desert area. So, it is a tradition among them. They normally put a water pot at the entrance of their house. So, when anybody is coming, either the people in the house or guests, he has to wash his feet first and come in with a clean feet. I don't know, probably when Jesus came in, they didn't do him any washing of feet. What water could do? What towel could do? The perfume and the hair of Mary did it. I like you to see when you mix oil with dust. How does it look? Doesn't it look like what you normally have in our mechanic workshop? That is what Mary brought her head to clean. Let's assume the feet of Jesus was full of dust. She poured oil there and she used her precious expensive hair to clean it like a towel. May I make something clear to us today? Your greatest portion and part of life is your head. When you bring your head to the lowest part of Jesus' feet, it is an absolute way of worship. And I want to say to you, if you can't come so low and bring your best to the lowest of Christ to worship him, you have not served him. You have not worshipped him. And may I also say at this point that the greatest way to worship God that is most absolutely received of God is when you come not only with your substance, not only what you have, but what, who you are. So, the worship of Mary to Jesus is with a combination of what she have and who she is put together. A life with a substance together in worship. So if you worship him with your substance and you don't worship him with your worth, your value, your person, it's not acceptable. The matter served but Mary does not only give her best, she gave herself. So God is looking for you to worship him with your best and with yourself. That you share with us sometimes ago that when they were building the Redeemed Christian Church of God in Elisha in Ocean State, he happens to have a friend who is a chief, a great successful lawyer. This man normally comes to site, drop funds, for the progress of the work. He said, but one day, when this chief came on visit to the site to see the progress, he saw that the Jew carrying Wibiro, pulling and doing some things, and with his regalia, his big agbada, he was just observing. All of a sudden, he had God said, if you don't remove your agbada and join them to do the manual work, I will consider how the money you put into this work nothing. Because God just wanted him to understand one thing. That he's not satisfied with him just putting the money to it. He needed him also to come low to do it. But we are going in conclusion in the story. 
is the fact that anytime you go the unusual to worship God, there will always be people that will accuse you. They will contend with your move and they see it what about it. Look at Judas Iscariot. I expected that he will also celebrate the lady. I said, what a worship. What a rendering. But in the contrast, what did he do? He condemned her heart. So, ah, what a waste. Why don't you sell this perfume and let's give the money to the poor? Excuse me. It wasn't sincere. I realized that when you choose to go all the way to worship God, some people can see it to be a mad move. Don't mind them. Don't let them discourage you. I guess the day Solomon was killing the cows. One, two. When it came to ten cows, some people say, ah, well. Came to hundred. Hundred ah, cows, kill it. And ah. when it came to one thousand, people say, this is a mad move. Let the poor eat the cows now. But to him, is a worship. I remember some years back, precisely 2000 and 2001, I had an encounter with God. And God called me and said, Son, I'd like you to give me your salary. My wife was not working. And I have a son. Well, I understood how God deals with me. So when I shout with my wife, she said, Ha, ah, this little talking you hand, if you start giving it to God, what do we live on? So I went back to God. I said, Lord, I'm willing to do what you asked me to do. Only if you can talk to my wife. Two months after, my wife woke me up and she said, she had been having a lot of dealings with God, both in her dream and in her physical life, that she's the one injuring what God wants us to do, what, what God intends to do in our lives. She said she let go the salary to God. To the glory of God in all humility for seven calendar years. I sold my salary to God without expectation of fun from anywhere. I never knew what God was saying. But thank God when I started, I didn't share with many. But when some had, they said, this is madness. Said, ah, is God that wicked? So when Mary gave all and she bowed low to give God all she have and who she is, Judas Iscariot said, no, that's nonsense. But to the glory of God today, every car I've been privileged to own and drive have never come by savings. They are all gifts. <laughs> Ten years ago, I was transferred to a town and within the four months, somebody gave my family a plot of land for Christmas gifts. And within one year and two months, that house was built without my cobble in there. When you give God your best, you secure a covenant of divine provision and open heaven. What everybody gets through loans, through savings, through borrowing, you get cheap and free. Have you forgotten when David done so much and he gave not only what he have, he gave who he is to God in dancing and the wife said, what a mess. You see, when you're giving your best, people will always say you are crazy. But you know what? I love David's response. He said, I care less. 
the one who made me a king in the place of your father is the one I'm offering my best to. And I will yet do the more. Somebody saying this morning, I've not given enough, I will give the more. But let me conclude. Do you realize that everything God creates, worship him and bow to him? I have discovered that trees employ the collaboration of wind to worship God. When the wind blows on the tree, you see the tree doing like this. It goes from boom, do this, do this. What's what? Worshiping God. The sea also employ the combination, a collabo with what? With the wind. You see the waves of the sea doing like this. I told some people, that period when Jesus was in the boat with his disciples, and the storm and the wind blew very heavily, and he came and the disciples were afraid. You know what happened? The sea and the wind suddenly realized that their maker was going on a journey on a tour. And they felt like worshipping him and giving him salutation. So what they did was to come and greet him and say, Ah, Oga, we salute your coming. We salute your passage. And God, under, God explained it better to me this way. He said, when somebody have an obstetrician dog in the house, the dog is used to his owner. Anytime you come to the house, the dog back to do what? To salute you, to welcome you. But if guests come in with him, the guests will be afraid of the backing of the dog because the greeting of the dog to the owner is not for them. So when the wind and the storm and the sea saluted Jesus, the disciples were afraid like anybody would be afraid of the back of the door. But because that salutation of the wind and the storm was only meant for Jesus, the disciples were afraid. I've also discovered that there is one major part of our body system that God created for worship, and that is our mouth. Ecclesiastes says that there is time for everything. Is that not? It said there is time for everything. Then I realized we use our mouth to do three major things. We use it to eat, we use it to speak or pray, then we use it to sing. Now, so if there is time for everything, I have this understanding that there is time to eat and there is time to fast. So if we speak also, there is time to speak and there is time to keep quiet. Because when you talk, when you ought not to talk, you say nonsense. And you even say things that you can regret saying. But there is no time allotted for singing and worship. Because if God is doing round-the-clock work over your life, you also deserve round-the-clock praise and worship. Get up on your feet and let's pray. The Lord is here this morning. I'd like you to worship him. With everything he has given to you, if you are in the class of matter, you serve actually, but God intends you to go beyond that. But if there's anyone in the class of Lazarus in the house this morning, you only enjoy coming to sit down and enjoy the worship. Do you know that Martha served Lazarus with every other person on the table? Many of you come to church, you enjoy the service of the choir, the service of the horses, the service of the protocol, but you have not moved beyond just sitting in the church to enjoy the service of others. You have not joined the group of people who is to serve. 
So, the least anybody can do in the church is to sit down like Lazarus and enjoy the service of others. But God intends you to move from that realm today and say, Pastor, can I find a place to serve God and move to that level of matter? And if you are already in the level of matter, already serving, God intends you to move from the level of matter and move to the realm of Mary. Not only with your substance will you serve God, serve with your worth your value. I'd like you to lift up your voice and bless him. If God loves you so much, you need to give him a return. This month, we're celebrating the death and the resurrection of our maker. As a month, we have a reflection to what he suffered for us and how much we must give him in return. Brethren, sometimes when I look at how faithful I've been, when I look at my moment of backsliding and how he's still so loving and caring to me, I realize that I owe him so much. Do you know that he loves you so dearly? Even when you care less, he loves you. He loves you. I'd like you to worship him this morning and give him all the glory. Give him all the praise. Give him all the worship. Tell him, tell him how much, how you feel about him. He's so dear. Several years ago, God has stolen my love. My affection for him has been taken. My passion and my love have been already taken. No else, no one else can take it again. He's the best love I have. Oh, he's the lover of my soul. He's so so friendly, so loving, so caring. Your husband does not love you the way he loves you. Your wife does not love you the way he loves you. Even when your husband cannot tolerate you, he tolerates you. Is so dead to me. How dare is it to you? Even in my moment of error, it still come around to say, son, I know you don't you don't do it intentionally. Those moments of your backsliding and falling, it still look around. He did not condemn you in that act. He still find a place to bring you so close to his heart because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. I just wanted to pick a song in your mouth as you worship him. Please, can you pick a song? Just express your love to him. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Tell him how much it means to you. For me, it means more than the whole world to me. Even after being a pastor, there are so many terrible things I've done that if God were to be man, he would have condemned me long ago. Yet in the midst of my error, he still come to me and show me love that can never get any elsewhere. I like you to celebrate him. Give him all the glory. Jesus is so much. I've never found a love like the love he gave to me. I've never found someone so dear, so caring, someone who listens, someone who is ever faithful, ever sure, always there in the night, there in the day. He understands my moves. He understands my feelings. Even things I cannot express to people around me. He knows my reigns. Let's worship him. You alone heart my strength my shield to you alone may 
so much of his love and expression of his care to you but your heart tells you you have not given back in return the same measure in response he has called you out of that life you live and he said come unto me all ye that labors but you want to take advantage of this call this morning and say lord you have loved me so dearly death could have claimed all those great dreams i have but you have kept me alive how will I continue to live my life in my own way and ignore you? You're responding to the call of love this morning. I'd like you to raise up your hand wherever you are. You're handing over your life to him and say, Lord Jesus, have it all. Have it all. To you I give. To you I submit it. No one is as loving and caring as you are. I respond to the call. You're making a response to this call. Lord, Please come, come, let me pray with you. Come, 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 please. Come, come, please come, please come. Somebody's come and say, Lord, I know, Lord, you love me so much, but I give you less. I give you little. But, Lord, you are more than what I give you. Thank you, thank you. Please come everywhere, come everywhere. Thank you. Please, can we stretch for our hands to them and tell them, Lord, we know you love them so dearly. As they are given back their love to you, please receive them. Let them have a genuine conviction. And from this moment, for the rest of their life, not just only what they have and who they are, let it go in worship for you. The Lord Jesus said, the Lord seek worshipers. Let's pray that these ones will be among the worshipers. From today, their life will be a sweet smelling savor to God. Jesus will receive them and give them his heart and his love in fullness. The Holy Spirit will take his place in their life and they will become an instrument in God's hand. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, to you we commit these souls who have responded to you and to your love, to the call of your love. You said no one come to you will be a castaway. Lord, we ask that to the depth of their soul, to the bottom of their hearts, you will find a place to dwell from today in the name of Jesus. Let the conviction they are having by your word today establish them in a new life. Lord, they have come to realize that you show much love to them, but they have shown so little back. I'm asking that from today, oh Lord, they will yield all to you and you collect it. And you will reign in them. 
you clean and purge them and make them your home. This we ask the Father you will do. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.